Relying on someone who doesn't know you or your situation to give you specific financial advice is just plain dumb. That's why everything said on this show is just helpful information. If you want specifics, give us a call. All opinions expressed here are ours. GenWealth Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA SIPC. On today's show, we're winding down 2019 and turning our attention to the new year. The to-do list you can tackle now if your goal is to retire in 2020. The critical action steps to take and how you can get a hand on your checklist. Straight ahead. This is the Get Ready for the Future show. Final day of November 2019 is truly winding down the holiday season upon us as we welcome you into another edition of the Get Ready for the Future show, broadcasting all across the state of Arkansas. My name is Scott Inman, and to my right is John Shrewsbury. Hello. Good morning. and. Hello. Happy holidays to you now as we get into Christmas yeah, and New Year's yeah, right around the corner. We are post-Thanksgiving now. Black Friday is uh, now in the distant rearview mirror. And good morning to Janet Walker to his right. Good morning. It is Small Business Saturday, as a matter of fact. That's exactly right. And and that's I hope you saved a little bit of money in your pocket to, to participate <laughs> in that. Troy Johnson to my left. Good morning to you. Good morning. Do you have a good Thanksgiving? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Eat a little bit? Too much. I don't know if anybody needs any Black Friday counseling out there today, but we're not really going to talk about yesterday. Uh, I hope you didn't spend too much on your Christmas list. But, you know, I, this is a perfect day, I think, to do what we are doing with the show today. Really, the topic is to retiring 2020. If, if you are planning to retire in the next calendar year, what are some action steps you can take? It's a checklist. It's a to-do list to be as prepared as you can to walk into retirement. And by the time we reach, I know there's one month left in 2019, but by the time we reach today, November 30th, everybody is pretty much in Christmas mode. Don't you think? Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I know there's some things you're wrapping up, you're putting to bed for the, for the end of the year, but you're also going to have some time some downtime, hopefully, and obviously you've got activities and, and food and, and family to be a part of that, but there's also some time to really figure out, well, what should I do to prepare for the upcoming year? And I think today's show really lends itself to that, to maybe you should be digging out some things you haven't even thought about or looked at in maybe decades, right? I mean, there, there's some stuff out there when you think about you bought a life insurance policy, you've been paying for it for eight, nine years, 10 years, and you, and you really haven't thought about it. You don't yeah. know how much coverage you have. Uh, maybe you look at your balances on your retirement plan statements monthly, quarterly, or annually, but you haven't really thought about how you're invested. I mean, there's a lot of things you can do in this downtime to really prepare for the new year, and we're going to talk about those today. If you think about the theme of this show, the name of the show is the Get Ready for the Future show. And if your future is retirement in 2020, Janet, I think our perspective is that uh, you, this can go one of two ways. You yeah. can take one of two paths. We've seen many, many clients who have come in and they have been ahead of the game. They have been prepared. They have been ready when that retirement day comes because they started way back when to really assess things and get a plan together and all the things that are necessary to be ready for the future. But then we also sadly know folks that were really not prepared. And yeah. if they had come in five years ahead of time, or if they'd come in a year ahead of time, or they'd come in six months ahead of time, things might have been a little bit different. I think it is just time really for a reality check. If you're going to retire next year and you have not met with someone who specializes in retirement income planning, it's time. Because mm -hmm. unfortunately, a lot of people come in and they have not talked as husband and wife about how much income they're going to need. Basically, they've just gotten to the point where they're tired of working. When you're tired of working, you decide to retire. Well, are you ready to retire? And I think you've really got to think through that. You, you've got to run the numbers and have those discussions. And, you know, we've had people who have sat down with us and said, okay, I'm going to retire in three months. And we run the numbers and we're like, um, so when you quote unquote retire from this job, where are you going to work next? Because mm -hmm. you're not going to have the income. You're not financially ready yet. But then there are other people who have come in well ahead of time and, and they're ready. You know, and, and I'll say there are people who come in kind of last minute and they're ready too, but it is more unusual for that to be the case. It is those people who come in well ahead of time and say, you know, I think I'd like to retire five years from now. Are we on track? And, and 
at that point, you still have enough time to adjust if needed, Troy. Yeah, those people that come in early, they're much more confident going into retirement. Oh, yeah. They've been looking at the plan that we've been putting together and yep. updating for them, so they kind of know or have a good idea of what to expect. And you need that confidence. Uh, you're going from you've gotten a paycheck for 30 years plus, and then now all of a sudden you don't have any more paychecks. So right. it's good to, to have that confidence and, and kind of have a good idea of what you're going to get. Let me add a wrinkle here, too, because you may be planning to retire in 2020. But I think of one of the uh, gentlemen that came in to see us in the Little Rock office earlier in 2019. What if you don't expect? to retire in 2020. Yeah, but yeah. I had a gentleman come in who, he was 61 years old, really close to being able to take that social security check and got laid off. And so he came in to see us because his life had been yeah. put in upheaval and he needed to know, did he need to go find another job or was he ready? Well, I would issue a, I'll just call it a retirement challenge to you. If you're thinking you're going to retire next year, meet with an advisor, find out you know what that income would really look like for you in retirement, and then you and your spouse take the next six months living on that dollar amount. Hmm. And if it's full income replacement, you already know you can do it. But for, for some people, it's not going to fully replace your income. There's your challenge. Can you do that? And then then you have the answer as to whether or not you're really ready to retire. I think you have to also consider the fact that it's not all about the numbers. Uh, the numbers have to be right, and, and, and you, know, you need to look at your numbers as far as retirement is concerned. But there's also the mental and the emotional aspect of retirement. There's a lot of things that you have to talk through. And, Scott, that's why we wrote the book, uh, Your Retirement retirement should be more. It should be more than just your investment portfolio. And so, you know, you have to consider where you are in this journey, both physically, mentally, emotionally, and financially. And so all of those things have to be a point of discussion when it comes to if if retirement 2020 is in your sights, pardon the pun, then you've got to uh, be ready on all those points. I got a little dose of this. When you talk about emotionally and physically ready for retirement, outside of the financial financial aspect, you know, I was in Baton Rouge last weekend for the game. We're not going to talk about that. But I, <laughs> yes. my, my family went to Dallas to visit uh, my wife's uh, sister and her family. So I, got, I came home Sunday to an empty house. And that doesn't happen very often mm, in the Inman household. Yeah. So I got home about 1.30, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I had half a day and didn't make plans and didn't know what I was going to do and twiddled my thumbs for a little while and <laughs> watched a movie, you know, uh, then watched a little football and got tired of that. And by the evening, I'm like, I'm bored out of my mind. If you don't have a plan on what you're yeah. going to do, I can't imagine having half a day and being bored and not knowing what I'm going to do as opposed to 20, 25 years. I mean, you mm-hmm. really do have to spend some time thinking about that. How are you going to fill your days? And 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 from a financial advisor perspective, we take a look at that and we've got to quantify that, right? We've got to we've got to figure out monetarily what that means once right. you have that plan. Yeah, and, and I think that that that's a big part of that. But I don't want to downplay the the numerical part of this. Coming yeah. to see a financial advisor is not like going to see the dentist. It really is not that painful. I can <laughs> no, assure it's you, not. Uh, we don't put you in a chair or anything and and give you gas or anything of that nature. It we, should be enlightening, not yes. painful. <laughs> yeah, it is. And and so I think that if you have your sights on retirement in 2020, then if you haven't sat down and looked at this, or if you have sat down yourself and looked at this, but haven't gotten that second opinion, so to speak. Now's the time to do that. You need to go ahead and schedule with an advisor to sit down and go over the numbers to make sure that those numbers are correct. So we're going to do a couple of things. We're going to go over that checklist today. Some of the items we'll talk about in today's show, but we're also going to give you the opportunity to get a copy of that checklist. So stay tuned. We're about to take a break, but on the other side of the break, we'll tell you how to do that. We're also going to tell you about some upcoming opportunities to find out more about what maybe you don't know heading into retirement. We've got some uh, special Gen Wealth Academy workshops coming up in, in the new year, in fact. Late January, two opportunities, one in Conway, one in Little Rock. We'll tell you about what those will entail. It's a three-part workshop, really new uh, for the Gen Wealth Academy workshops. We'll talk about that when we come back. As we mention the items that you need to act on if you're going to retire in 2020. Education-driven, strategy-based, team-delivered. That's how we roll on the Get Ready for the Future show. And we'll be right back. 
This is Scott Inman. At Genwell Financial Advisors, we understand that there should be more to retirement than just the size of your nest egg. Whether it's more time for family, a fresh start, or just stopping and enjoying life, whatever it is for you, we know that your retirement should be more. With offices across Central Arkansas, there is a GenWealth location nearby. Call 501-653-7355 or visit us online to schedule an appointment and harness the power of more. Securities offered through LPL Financial Member Fender SIPC. Investments and economics move at the speed of light. And we've got the latest information you need to know to stay ahead of the game. From GenWealth Financial Advisors, it's the fastest four minutes in investing. Thanksgiving in the rearview mirror, the holiday season in full swing now as we enter the final month of 2019. And John, I can't help but take a moment to reflect on where we were this time a year ago. And it's a much different place. It's a much more pleasant place when it comes to the markets. Uh, we were obviously in a real big downturn this time a year ago that ended up bottoming out on Christmas Eve. Yeah, and so we don't see that type of activity in the markets going on right now. As a matter of fact, the technicals are still leaning bullish. Now, when we say technicals, there are a whole bunch of number counters at LPL Financial that that really do examine the technical aspects of the market. And they are, are beginning to lean a little bit bullish right now in terms of where we are in the economy. And Scott, I'm not going to get into all the details of the numbers and everything, but let's suffice it to say, that if there is a pullback, they don't think that there will be much of a pullback like there was in 2018, where we saw the market fall almost 20% from its highs down to that Christmas Eve low. Yeah. And when you look at that, it really intraday, it really did hit a 20% downturn, but did not close down that much. But yeah, so I think it would be helpful to just draw the line between fundamental and technical analysis, because that's what we're talking about, the technical side. And we don't spend a lot of time on that. We look more at the the fundamentals. But technical is really looking at charts, historical data. Those types of things really play a big role. And it's very, uh, very short term. Technicals are very short term where the fundamentals are much more long term in terms of their ability to predict the market. There are some signs of of domestic stabilization in the economy. The leading economic indicators uh, rose. 0.3% year over year. So some stabilization there It wasn't down. So the leading economic indicators made a little bit of progress. And there is also some signs of global stabilization as well. And, you know, Scott, the, the global aspect of things has been pretty weak for a pretty long time. And so if we see the, the globe actually uh, beginning to stabilize from an economic standpoint, that could mean really good things for the U.S. market. Yeah, especially I think in, in emerging markets, we continue, continue to see valuation be very appealing there. And if the world markets uh, don't continue to go down and, and now are stabilizing that, I think bodes well for uh, the next the next year in trading and, and in, in stocks as well. Absolutely. But you also have to approach this with a little bit of caution. Let's think about the things that are out there that could throw a curveball. You've got the whole impeachment thing continuing yeah. to go on, and it seems like that's just going to continue into the 2020 election, which is another uh, milestone that you've got to think about. How does that election shape up? Will Trump go back into office? Will there be a Democratic president uh, to step in and and take over the reins in 2020 and 2021 and and so forth? And if so, how does that affect the business community? Obviously, Trump has been very friendly to the business community. The markets have been responding very well to some of the policies that the Trump administration has put forth. The big question is, what does that look like going forward? And then you've got the consumer. The consumer is just the hero in all this. Of course, consumption is about 70% of the economy. The consumer has remained very robust, very strong, continuing to spend money. There's a lot of confidence on the consumer side. Business side, they're being very cautious right now in terms of CapEx spending and things of that nature. But we've got to look at this and say, all right, how does this all come together? And there is a little bit of uncertainty in the future there. So bottom line is uh, the takeaway for today, whether it's technical analysis or fundamental analysis, all roads point to without a disruptor along the way that John just talked about, a continuation into 2020 of this bull market that we are in. That's it for the fastest four minutes in investing. We thank you for watching on social media and listening on the radio side. The Get Ready for the Future show continues right after this. If you want the answer, ask the question. Email info at getreadyforthefuture.com with your name, location, and question, and we'll answer it on the air. 
We'll be back in just a moment. Want more straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money? Listen to our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Now back to the Get Ready for the Future show. On this last day of November, we are focusing on a Retire 2020 checklist. We're going to go through some of the items on our to-do list for 2020 if your plan is to retire. And really, they'll apply if it's 2021 or 2022 as well. But certainly, if you are going to retire next year, these are some things you really need to sit down and assess and get ready for. And we're also going to give you an opportunity to get the checklist for yourself First, we want to talk about a couple of opportunities coming up. We have two Gen Wealth Academy workshops planned for late January. It's a three-part event, each one, that will talk about ways to build protection and strength for your retirement assets. We've entitled it Fortifying Your Finances. And here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about identity and elder fraud, some preventative measures. That is a big, big problem in our society today, especially in the digital world we live in. We've got two FBI agents from the Little Rock Division that will lead this presentation on identity theft and elder fraud protection. And then we're going to bring in Stephanie Smith. You've heard us talk about her before. Maybe you've been to a social security workshop. Stephanie is on our GenWealth team. She was a 27-year veteran of the Social Security Administration, and she's going to talk about understanding your Social Security options and how vital that is as a part of your retirement planning. And then the GenWealth team will wrap up the event with the third part of the event that's entitled Defending Your Net Worth. We're just going to offer some education for building a strategy to make your retirement money last as long as you do. So three parts, identity and elder fraud preventative measures, understanding your Social Security options, and defending your net worth. Three things that you can learn more about in January. And as always, our workshops are free to attend. They don't cost you anything. Dinner will be provided. Here are the opportunities. January 23rd at 6.30 in Conway at Mike's Place Restaurant there in downtown. And January 28th at 6.30 at the Crown Plaza in Little Rock. Hope you can make one or both of those events, and all you have to do to sign up is register online at getreadyforthefuture.com forward slash events. Hope to see you there. So you have almost, almost two months to make sure you got room in your schedule to join us for those Gen Wealth Academy workshops. This is a little bit uh, of a, I'm trying to say, we're building out a bigger, more uh, deep dive workshop than maybe we've done. More robust. There we go. Robust. Anytime the FBI shows up, it gets people excited. You know, <laughs> I don't care where you are. If the FBI shows up, it gets people excited. One now, way or the let other. Let me just clarify. They will be there to educate, not to take anybody into custody That's for true. questioning. That's true. That is true. But uh, it, it, it really is a problem when you think about, uh, you know, the elder abuse that goes on from a financial standpoint. You know, yeah. uh, most of the wealth in this country is, you know, uh, accumulated by folks that are over 60. Mm-hmm. And they are more vulnerable to attacks and to, you know, scams and things of that nature. That's why we bring in the G-Men. They, they want, we're, we're bringing them in to help you defend your finances. And, and I'll just say, I, I don't want you to think that this kind of thing only happens in big cities and, and that type of deal. We have had within our client base at GenWealth, we have had uh, two or three inc- instances where there was an attempted scam. Now, we have caught that each time, um, but you know the clients didn't know that that type of thing was going on, and so it is very good to take the time to educate yourself about what can happen and how easily that can happen. And let me just say that if you contact a GenWealth office and you come in for an appointment, one of the things we're going to do is we're going to get your ID and scan it. So we make sure that if somebody shows up and maybe the person at the front desk of the office doesn't really you know remember that person or whatever we can pull it up and make sure it's you. And also, we're going to ask you some questions before we do any transactions. We're going to make sure that you are who you say you are, because all of those things, Scott, are the beginning of how fraud actually takes place. Yeah, that's a great point. I had uh, actually earlier this week a a client who we had prepared uh, to leave a substantial amount in cash, and we had invested in in short-term CDs because they knew they were about to do a kitchen remodel project. So we obviously didn't want to put it in the market. And he had emailed me saying, okay, it's time to get that money. 
Well, that's great, but I followed it up with a phone conversation because those emails can be hacked, right? I mean, what if he wasn't really sending that email? So there's obviously a lot of security measures that we have in place here uh, at GenWealth that we're required to get that verbal permission, right, before we send money to a client. Absolutely. And and these guys are good. They they know what they're doing, Troy, and and sometimes they can can sound very convincing uh, in the email of, of, hey, I'm out of town and need some money and uh, you need to get on this quick, you know, and, and all of a sudden you you look at that and you go wait a minute i don't think that's that guy and sad thing is you know the elderly people are are the most targeted my grandma that lives in louisiana called me this is probably about a year ago and she was freaking out because apparently i had called her and told her that i was in jail and needed her to wire me some money (laughs) that was going around (laughs) she was supposed to go get the you know the little money order deal and send it and I said, no, I'm I'm in my office right now, and I haven't been to jail ever, so you're my good. My mom got that same phone call yeah. of, your grandson is, is in jail. He was in a car accident, and he's in jail. Yep. My mom immediately went, my grandson is 15 and hadn't sat behind the wheel of a car yet, so you're calling the wrong person. So, but you think about, though, your grandmother was like, oh, my gosh, is he okay? Yeah. It, it's pretty easy for people to fall for that. If the circumstances of the story fit their life, it's easy to fall for it. Yeah. Well, it's certainly easy uh, to take a step to settle in with some preventative measures or get some education on what are some preventative measures to stop identity or elder fraud. That's one component of our three-part event, the Gen Wealth Academy workshops coming your way in January. Again, if you want to find out the details or sign up, go to Get Ready for the Future dot com to find out more. So we're going over a retire 2020 checklist today, and one of the things we do, we give our new clients a checklist when they first come in for an appointment. So so we're going to mention some of those things today to get you in the mindset. You know, we mentioned in the first segment that the holidays can be a great time because you have some free time to assess or just spend some time acquiring and getting all that stuff out that maybe you haven't looked at from a financial perspective in quite a long time. We've got a little pre-meeting checklist here in front of us, and I think this is a good one too. Crunch the numbers in your budget and don't use December because that probably didn't work out for you. But look back at, at, you know, I think from time to time, it's really good to see what are we spending on X. I I did this recently uh, with my family looking at how much we spend eating out because we needed to find a little bit a little bit of a way to preserve more of our discretionary income. Let's put it that way. I mean, we had we had the we had the fixed expenses doing okay. We had plenty of discretionary income, but man, at the end of the month, I'm like, we, what did we buy? We didn't. We don't. We're, I'm not holding anything here. And we went back and looked at. You know, I bet we're eating out a lot. And to find out how much money we're spending on restaurants was really enlightening. Yeah. And to be able to throttle that back, and that makes a that's a small thing, but my goodness, that can make a big impact. One of the things that we do here at GenWealth is we track a lot of data. And and data is something that I'm learning more and more about. And, and a very foundational thing about data is that if you track it and pay attention to it, mm-hmm. you can you can manipulate the outcome in a lot of ways. It starts to matter then. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And so the budget is really you know you don't need to think about it as you know a, a drudgery or a burden or anything of that nature. It is a tool to help you make better decisions about where you say your money is going. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'll tell you about a tool that my bank has online that I just love. Um, We've lived on a budget for ages. I I cannot imagine living without that now. But I I pulled up this feature on my bank online and and it allows you to look at how much money has gone to, you know, whatever different category. And, you know, it makes some assumptions. And I go I go to a church that happens to have a cafe on site. Well, I looked at how much I was spending in eating out, and I went, there is no way. That that has not happened. And I start digging down into it. It was counting my tithe as a uh, restaurant purchase because of just how the, the bank allocated uh. it. But So I, I go in and I change that so it can know going forward. But then what I did is I set it at a certain amount per month for eating out, and it will now send me a text message. When we hit 75% of that marker, it sends me a text message mm. to say, hey, you're currently at 75% on eating out. And if we're 75% of the way through the month, 
I'm good. If we're 50% and I'm getting a 75% alert, then, you know, we need to pay attention for the rest of the time. But it, it kind of helps you stay on track because I, I don't do the, the cash envelopes like I used to. I don't want to carry that much cash on me. It's just a different world than it used to be. But those alerts help you basically keep track of the quote unquote cash in the envelope, if you will. What do you want to bet that there's a lot of bologna being eaten at the end of the month in the Walker house? <laughs> <laughs> you're not spending another dime. That's it. But I think as we talk about retiring in 2020, if you're really talking about moving into retirement in the next 12 months, Troy, I think that's a great exercise to go through because obviously, overwhelmingly, people go into retirement, they're planning to spend less than they spend in their pre-retirement years because they know they're going to be living on less. Right. So, you know, getting your budget together, that's a that's a big deal. The next thing here looks like is is print your statements out, mm-hmm. uh, especially if you're getting close to retirement. I'll say if you're far out from retirement, maybe it's not a good idea to look at your 401k every single day. But as you get closer, Scott, you mentioned earlier that it might be a good idea to, to take a little bit of time and review those investments inside of your account. That is certainly a big plus uh, as well as you and, you and having that in front of you, you can you can do that. And then we mentioned earlier, too, about life insurance policies. Uh, if you have a will, if you have an estate plan. Get those out of the the filing cabinet too, and and take a look at those. What do you actually have in death benefits? When when is the policy going to uh, end if it is a term policy? And you can download your Social Security earnings statements online at ssa.gov. We ask all of our clients before they come in for uh, a first meeting with us to do that. And then here's a critical one too that doesn't really involve paper and numbers. Talk about your retirement dreams with your partner. That's a big thing, too. It is a huge thing because you may have completely different ideas about how you're going to spend your time in retirement. And you got to get to a middle ground there. You got to get to a compromise there because, you know, you could you could literally uh, be uh, fighting into retirement about how you're going to spend the money and where you're going to go and all that type of thing. And it's best to do that beforehand. So you got all that worked out. Scott, I want to mention that uh, you can get this checklist at our website, getreadyforthefuture.com forward slash retire 2020. That's getreadyforthefuture.com forward slash retire 2020. And, and I would say, just don't make any assumptions. Troy and I learned something new in the past week or so. We have a, a client who had been employed at a place for a long time, left that place of employment for a short period of time, and then went back to the original employer. And when this gentleman passed away, the benefits coming from the life insurance through that employer actually are not going where he thought they were going to go because of that short time of separation from that employer they now default 100 percent to the spouse it'll work out but he wanted spouse and kids don't make assumptions on what you think you have verify it more of our retire 2020 checklists when the get ready for the future show continues in just a moment smarter simpler and more personal The Get Ready for the Future show continues after this. Education-driven. Strategy-based. Team-delivered. That's how we roll on the Get Ready for the Future show, and we're back for more. Make the money, don't let the money make Going over a Retire 2020 checklist. Some things as you wind down for 2019, have some downtime around the holiday season to Go through some action steps, a to-do list, if you will, to get ready for your retirement. We've got a checklist available for you at GetReadyForTheFuture.com slash Retire2020. In the previous segment, we spent a little time talking about the pre-meeting checklist that we send out via email to our clients before they come in for their very first meeting with a Gen Wealth Advisor. Once you have that checklist uh, crossed off, the crunching of the numbers of your budget, printing your statements taking stock of your assets and liabilities, getting your life insurance policies, a copy of your will or estate plan, and your Social Security earnings, and then having that conversation about your retirement dreams with your partner. Once that's all collectively done, then it's time to schedule a meeting. And now we're going to talk about those checklist items that are really the topics that you need to be ready to discuss with an advisor, uh, but also, even if it's on your own, really spend some time dealing with. And number one on our list is understanding your Social Security benefits. This is one of the key components of your retirement income. And we are retirement income planners. So we deal with Social Security a lot. We mentioned earlier in the broadcast that we have a 27-year veteran of the Social Security Administration and Stephanie Smith as a member of our team. 
we really spend a lot of time on Social Security because it is, in many cases, and I would even say from my personal experience as an advisor, in most cases, it is the only source of guaranteed income that you are going to have when you walk into retirement. Yeah, and Social Security is, I I want to just say that it is probably one of the most, uh, uh, well, it's kind of, let's put it this way. It is the redheaded stepchild of retirement because so many people just disregard the value of Social Security. You would have to have in excess of a half million dollars of assets to produce the kind of income that Social Security will give most people in retirement. And that is per spouse, yes. really, if you do if you do the math on it. So if you're talking about a husband and wife with the, the level of Social Security income that we normally see, you're talking about basically this is like a million dollars. If you had a million dollars, you would want to have a significant conversation about how to handle that million dollars. Your Social Security is no different. When we talk about building your house of financial security in retirement, the foundation is is very critical. Well, if if the foundation is critical, what's even more critical are the footers and the rebar and the things that, that really do allow that foundation to have stability. And I think of Social Security as being like the, the footers and the rebar of your foundation because it is what everything else is built on. Social Security is the first thing that you want to look at, Troy, when you're building your retirement income plan. Yeah, and I think part of the reason that Social Security probably has a bad rap is it's hard to understand. You know, it's it's pretty confusing. Uh, There's 86, I believe, different claiming Mm -hmm. strategies uh, just to, you know, claim your Social Security benefit. Well, let's face it. It's interaction with the government, first of all. You know, forget how many easy. Yeah, forget how many strategies there are. You got to call and make an appointment and talk to somebody through a glass. And, you know, then they're talking all this jargon like uh, things like uh, your, uh, you know, full retirement age is really not your full retirement age. And, you know, it's just really confusing. And so that really is an intimidating factor for most folks. And then beyond that, you know, when you do go talk to the people at Social Security, they can't give you any advice. All they can give you is the numbers. So the good news is we've got software here at GenWealth that can take your specific situation that you're in and run the numbers and actually show you mathematically what is your best way to claim Social Security? And so much of that is dependent upon how much in assets that you have and how close to your actual Social Security drawing years you are in retirement. There are a ton of people, Janet, that take Social Security early for all the wrong reasons. Right. And we've had that conversation recently. It's one that we have on a regular basis. If we look at a husband and wife, many times, let's just go with the husband having a higher payout on Social Security. It's not always the case, but let's walk through that in this scenario. If he takes his benefit early, and let's say at 62, then not only is it, I mean, we're not just looking at when is the break-even point for him to have delayed and taken the benefit later, but we're also looking at the survivor benefit. That's a key factor that many people don't consider, that when either spouse passes away, what happens is that larger Social Security check, that amount of money is still going to come to the household. They're going to lose the smaller one. So we might want to delay the husband's Social Security check in this situation so that the survivor, whichever one it is, husband or wife, has a larger payout because that other Social Security check is going to be gone. And a lot of times people are just looking at it as an individual decision of what is their life expectancy and when is the break-even point. There's so much more to it than that. Now, I said that in most cases, the clients that I meet with that Social Security is the only source of guaranteed income, but maybe you do have a pension and you haven't selected your pension benefit yet. I hope that you haven't prior to putting your retirement plan together because that's another part of what we do and what a financial advisor should do is help you understand your pension options. And many times, Troy, those those are quite extensive as well. Yeah, and it's the same deal. You you get those estimates in the mail or, or through your employer and you see you know, the highest number on there and people are tempted to select that highest monthly income number. But most likely, if that's the highest number on the page and there's other options, then that's that benefit is only going to be payable for your life. Mm -hmm. And if you're married or you have someone else that's financially dependent on you, then we probably need to look at some of those other survivor options as well. It all comes back to that good foundation that we talked about. And building a retirement income plan is built on a solid foundation of sufficient 
guaranteed income. And then we'll go back to number two on our checklist item list, our checklist, uh, set your retirement budget. You know, we mentioned in the last segment, crunching the numbers in your current budget is a good exercise to go through at the end of the year to see where maybe you could save some more money, eliminate expenses from your budget, because really you're going to be living on more than likely less than 100% of your current income. Some people do achieve 100% of current income, but you are likely going to be living on less than you are in your earning years. And it's a good idea in 2020 to start right off in January 1st, setting a retirement budget and not just setting it, John, but beginning to practice living on it. Yeah, it is a good thing to go ahead and do a trial run on this as far as your budget is concerned as you head into retirement, because understanding the dynamics of living on retirement income is a little bit different than than living in in terms of your paycheck. And so doing a trial run, so to speak, as far as your budget goes into retirement would be, I think, a wise thing for just about anybody to do. That really requires you to understand what your income is going to look like in retirement. And therefore, you've got to sit down with an advisor to see where that income is going to come from. We think about income as being in two strata. One is the the required income that you need to have in retirement that you got to have to pay the bills. What do you need that retirement income to do? And then what do you want that retirement income to do? Those are two completely different things because your wants could go on hold, but your needs cannot. So you, you absolutely have to separate that. And sometimes people want to to just look and see what the portfolio is capable of doing. And then we can kind of draw a line in the sand and say, this portion is going to cover your required income. And you don't have to take all the income that it shows for desired income, but people just want to know, all right, if we did want to take it, what is that number? We can run those numbers and see what it looks like for you. It really comes down to, you know, we talk about required income and desired income. I've also begun really talking about what we mentioned in workshops, that the required income is buying your dignity in retirement and the desired income is your independence. So the dignity has to be bought first and that we believe should be bought with guaranteed income. And we'll talk a little bit more about that as we get into our final segment today. But number three on our checklist is sign up for Medicare if you're turning 65. That one certainly needs to be a top priority, of course. And we're going to combine that with the next one. Evaluate your health before retirement. You know, you think about if you're going to retire before 65 and you don't have, uh, you're not eligible yet for Medicare, what are you going to do in the interim if you don't have health insurance from the job you are leaving or neither neither one of you uh, do if, if it's two people retiring at once. But the other component here, too, is to evaluate your need for long-term care insurance. This is a big one, and, and it, it's it's exclusive of Medicare because a lot of people don't realize that Medicare will not cover long-term care expenses for you in retirement. I think everybody at this table has probably had this conversation with someone who is getting ready to retire. You start to have the long-term care conversation and they look at you and they go, yeah, they're not going to insure me because of whatever health issue that they have. And that's a sad situation to look at because they already know that they have some health issue that is going to get worse as they get older and is likely going to require them to have long-term care. Or they know that there's something in their their gene pool that they've been through this with their mom or their dad or whatever the case may be, and they know that they're likely to go down that road. And if you don't take care of this prior to some uninsurable event cropping up in your health, then you are out of luck. So let's talk about life insurance and long-term care. Um, Sometimes people are coming into us with existing life insurance policies that may have some cash value built up in them uh, if you did not have term coverage. And if that's the case and you're now self-insured with regard to life insurance, if you don't need to have life insurance anymore, then that money could be utilized to help pay for your long-term care policy. So this is just another way to look at your insurance needs. I just think it's important to have somebody analyze your insurance needs overall. Life insurance, long-term care, let them walk through it with you and make it make sense. Right now, you probably have a policy that you've a life insurance policy that you've had for a long time, and I would and I would dare say that many people don't understand it and they randomly picked the number. There's going to be logic behind the conversation that we have about that coverage. 
Long-term care is often the elephant in the room when it comes to the retirement income planning. And and if you take a look at where we've been so far with this conversation, Troy, the retirement income is what we're building, right? And we've got a number set on that. Here's what income you're going to get on a monthly basis. That really becomes a different conversation if one or both of the spouses have to end up needing about six or $7,000 a month in care. Yeah, that'll definitely throw a, throw a wrench in your plan. Uh, Janet and I met with a couple a couple weeks ago, and I'll say they have, they have done a very good job saving for retirement. They've done a good job of even before they came into the appointment, kind of they had already thought through a lot of the things on the checklist that we're talking about today. But when we brought up long-term care, that was one thing that no fault to them, but it had not even crossed their minds. It was so, dead silent yeah. when we asked a question. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and statistically, we know 70% of us across the country will need some sort of long-term care. And the when is really the big issue there is when do you get into that? And John already mentioned a lot of that has to do with your health. Are you insurable now? But statistically, between 55 and 60 is really when we're talking about uh, looking at those policies and trying to get underwritten for them. All right, we've gone over a few items on the checklist. More to come on the other side of the break. We've got live events happening near you. Go to GetReadyForTheFuture.com slash events for a calendar and sign up now. We're back right after these messages. Did you know there are a ton of financial resources on GetReadyForTheFuture.com? No? Well, bookmark that page for later because the Get Ready for the Future show is back. Talking about our Retire 2020 checklist on today's Get Ready for the Future show as we move into a new year very soon. Are you planning to retire in 2020 or or even the next couple, three years? There's a checklist here we're providing today, and we also are offering it to you at our website. You can go to GetReadyForTheFuture.com slash Retire 2020 to get your own copy of the retirement checklist. We've been through a few of them so far in the broadcast, understanding your social security benefits and or your pension benefits, making the proper selections when it comes to your guaranteed income streams in retirement, setting a retirement budget, and then practicing living on it in in your pre-retirement years really gets you a good idea of can you really do that? Signing up for Medicare if you're turning 65 and evaluating your health before retirement, and that's both health care insurance and long-term care insurance. Do you have a need for long-term care? And the win uh, is 55 to 60 to really make a good decision on that. But even if you're after that, you can take a look at the policies. And one of the things we didn't mention, and there's so much we can talk about with long-term care and we don't have time for in today's show, uh, but one of the things we can really talk about is, is that the industry, the insurance industry, has really changed uh, over the years as far as the type of policy. So they're a little bit more structured to fit individual needs. Yeah, they really are. And you have to look at what is the cost and what is the future cost. Old type of traditional long-term care insurance has the propensity to go up in price as you get older uh, because they experience uh, all these claims coming in and what have you. A life insurance-based long-term care policy doesn't really go up. It, it does not have any ability to go up because it's a locked-in premium. It's a contractual agreement, and the, the premium is what the premium is going to be. It's not going to increase on you. So it's definitely something that you want to consider as you prepare for retirement. And Scott talked in the previous segment about the, the age, you know, from 55 to 60. You'll hear Dave Ramsey say 60, but I'll tell you, we lowered that at Gen Wealth based on personal experience. When I had a, a 58-year-old come in with Lou Gehrig's, that changed our policy here that, you know, we had been talking with them about long-term care and he had said no. And at this point, you know, we're going to have that conversation earlier. Well, insurability is a big component to that. And and really the cost of insurance too, or cost of premiums on that. You don't want to pay them for too long and it would have been better to put the money into investments, right? right. As opposed to also on the backside of 60, the premium can get really cost prohibitive. So evaluating your long-term care needs a big part of what we do here at GenWealth as well. And it's on our Retire 2020 checklist. Next item, up is determining what your ideal retirement looks like. We talked about earlier in the broadcast having a conversation with your spouse, talking about your retirement dreams here in this last month of the year, if you haven't done it already, especially if you're retiring soon. So vital to be on the same page. What do you want to do? What does your ideal retirement look like? And do, of course, you have the assets to provide yourself with that ideal retirement is one of the things that we do in the planning process. But all things being equal, 
I can't tell you how this varies from client to client. Some people want to go to Paris, France. Some people want to go to Paris, Arkansas. Not specifically Paris, Arkansas. I'm sure that's part <laughs> of their that, – that probably doesn't take a big bite out of your retirement budget. But the point is, do you look at international travel as part of your ideal retirement? Do you look at domestic travel? Do you look at travel to the back porch being all the travel you want to do? <laughs> well, and, and we have we have some clients all the time mission work in with this because it goes mm-hmm. right along with travel. We have some clients who, who go every year to the Dominican Republic to do mission work, and that is part of their retirement. Um, we have other people who also travel out of the country for that type of, of reason. So what do you want to do? What's your time spend, your desired time spend in retirement? Because your time spend is going to dictate your money spend. You know, uh, I was fortunate enough to become a grandparent this year, and uh, one of the books that I bought Graham when he was born and and delivered to the hospital was this book called All the Places That You Will Go. Yes. And I, I think about that, and I think about having the time to go with him to some of those places yeah. and experience that that whole experience of being a grandparent and and conveying all the things that, that grandparents do uh, to the grandchildren, both good and bad, I guess, probably. <laughs> so, But, you know, those are things that you want to think about because those are things that, that you want to be sure that you have the money to have that experience because life is so much about experience these days. And experiences cost money, Troy. They really do. Yeah, they do. The other thing is that some people want to work part-time when they retire. And I know that sounds crazy, but when I'm thinking about retirement, I've got a little bit of time between now and then. But I think it'd be really cool when I retire to be a game and fish officer for a couple of years. Like that that would be <laughs> an experience for me. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and a lot of people work part time not because they have to, but it's because there's something that they just want to try out. Yeah. Troy wandering around in the woods with a gun. I Imagine think he does that, that anyway. It's happening. It's happening. But he has authority if he's the if he's a law enforcement officer. He then has authority. When, in my opinion, right. he has authority when he's carrying the gun. Yeah, that's true. But I think the whole point here is that you do need to find something that you want to do and you enjoy doing because you know, especially with the part time work or travel or whatever it is, that can really keep you sharp in the mind too. You don't want to be the person that just goes home and sits on the couch. And from our standpoint, think about how that helps us plan. When when you can really draw a fine bead on what retirement looks like for you, we can help you quantify that, monetize that. What kind of income are you going to need? And that begins the process of your investment strategy and how your assets are allocated and how they get distributed to you in retirement. Such a different game from saving in pre-retirement years to distributing in your retirement years. So your ideal retirement, talk about that as a part of your checklist. And review your estate plan, assuming you have one. You know, we mentioned get your will, get your trust out, look at that. That's one of the pre-meeting checklist items for us when we ask for someone to, to do a few things for us before they come in for their first appointment. But if you don't have one, certainly we would recommend meeting with an estate attorney, estate planning attorney, to determining your need for a will or a trust. Let me just say that probate is not a requirement. A lot of people are just under the assumption that because mom and dad stuff went through probate that theirs has to as well. It does not. And an estate planning attorney can help you walk through that process. And let me also say that a will, I don't know how many times people have have said, yeah, we've done our estate planning. We have a will, period, end of conversation. There's more to it than that, and the will is not going to keep you out of probate. Now, we are not estate planning attorneys. We're going to leave that up to their expertise, but you need to take the time and make it a priority to meet with an estate planning attorney. And and I'll also say, don't think that you have to be incredibly wealthy to have a need for an estate planning attorney. If you have a, if you own a home. Just go talk to an estate planning attorney. You need to address that. And let me say that a will won't keep you out of probate. It will assure that you do go through probate. That's right. And and so you've got to think about the cost of probate and how how that impacts uh, your loved ones, the people that you want to receive your assets, and the time. We had one client that uh, just wouldn't hear to uh, creating an estate plan, and his spouse was in probate for two years. Yes. And and that that is not anything that you really want to have. Have, uh, your loved ones have to spend the time and the money on after you're gone. Let me mention too, if you're not getting our broadcasts on podcast, you can do that by going to iTunes or Stitcher and you'll find if you search there, we had an estate planning attorney, Mike Munderland, on a few months ago and had did a whole show on, yeah. on wills and trusts and, and determining your need for it. So I would recommend that you go back and check out that podcast and any 
of our Get Ready for the Future show uh, broadcast wind up there as well. Our final item on our checklist before we go today is keep adding to retirement savings. You know, you may be retiring in 2020, maybe it's two or three years away, but you've still got time to take advantage of your contribution rate. And when it all comes back to income for us, and I hope that we've made that very clear today, building your retirement income plan, maybe you've determined your ideal retirement, maybe you're a little bit short, and maybe you don't have a lot of time to make much difference there, but every penny can make a difference on your retirement income that's going to be distributed to you over a 20, 25, 30-year retirement. Every single penny counts. It does. And and I think that that you have to look at this in the context of, of where you go next. And it's after you go through this checklist, you've got to get a plan together. And the Gen Wealth Ready to Retire process is here to assist you in getting that plan together. What is the Gen Wealth Ready to Retire process? Well, it's really just a, a, a number of steps that we walk a client through to get them ready to retire. We are education-driven, strategy-based, and team delivered. So we're going to educate you on the difference between accumulating money in retirement uh, toward retirement and distributing money during retirement. There is a big education gap there that you have to understand that the rules of the game are different and the dynamics are different. So we're going to help you do that. Strategy based. We're going to create a retirement income strategy that fits you. It doesn't fit everybody. It's not a cookie cutter plan. It is uh, specifically designed, Janet, to help you to do the things that you want and need to do in retirement. And we customize each one of those plans for each family that comes in to see us. So it's going to tell you if you're on track or not. And when we talked about, you know, maxing out contributions, that type of thing, maybe you're not maxing them out. If we run the plan now and you're not about to retire immediately, then we can say, okay, here's your short gap. If you will add this much money each month to your contributions, then that will put you back on track. So that's an advantage of coming in early. And then, John, you mentioned being team delivered. That is another Gen Wealth difference, that we have a team of advisors who's going to work with you to help you get ready for retirement and also moving through retirement. So if one of us is out sick or on vacation or whatever, there is still another advisor at Gen Wealth who knows your story and your unique situation. And there are different advisors that have different areas of expertise and we bring those folks in to consult with uh, with your lead advisor on your plan. So you get a lot of brains working on your plan, not just the mind of one person. It's the mind of a team working together to help you get down the road toward that ideal retirement. Taking the first step to begin walking through the Gen Wealth Ready to Retire process can be done with a phone call or an email. You can call us at 501-653-7355. We have offices in Little Rock, Bryant, Hot Springs, El Dorado, and Bossier City, Louisiana. And you can also reach out via email, info at getreadyforthefuture.com. You can also just go to our website, getreadyforthefuture.com. There's a button there to schedule an appointment. And don't forget your free Retire 2020 checklist. You can find that at getreadyforthefuture.com slash retire 2020. We're out of time for this week's show. Hope you have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you again next Saturday. The Gen Wealth Financial Team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com or call our offices at 844-869-PLAN. The Get Ready for the Future show is a production of Gen Wealth Financial Advisors and opinions expressed are not those of this radio station and are for general information only. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment and no strategy can assure success. Gen Wealth Financial Advisors is an Arkansas registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA SIP. 